And if you give me 20, 25 minutes, I'll get you out of here. And if I don't get you out of here in 20, 25 minutes, Reed is going to buy you all supper. So, okay, so better preach hard or 25 minutes, Reed's going to watch this. That's it. But uh, turn, to, turn to the book Jude and Luke chapter 10. Jude first and uh, Luke chapter 10. Luke, and then chapter 10 of, 10 of Luke and Jude. Uh, verse number 20 in Jude, it says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal love. Now notice, notice there's a couple of things that in this text that Jews said that you are to do tonight. He said you are to build up yourselves and you are to keep yourselves in the love of God. Do you realize tonight that God requires us to do some things? God expects you and I to do some things. I've heard a lot of preaching and I preach a lot on what God has done. But there's some things that God is, that requires us to do. I, I, in fact, if you go through the New Testament, there's a, a lot of stuff that uh, God requires us to do. And I wrote them down for you right quick, so listen to them. Acts 2.40 says, talks about keeping yourself from a generation that will mess you up. Acts 5 talks about take heed to yourself. At Romans 6 said, reckon to yourselves. Romans 6.16 said, uh, yield yourselves. 1 Corinthians 7 said, give yourselves. 1 Corinthians uh, 11 said, judge yourself. 1 Corinthians 16 said, submit yourself. 2 Corinthians 13 said, examine yourself. Ephesians 5 said, speak to yourselves. 1 Thessalonians 5 said, comfort yourself. 2 Thessalonians 3 said, uh, watch yourself. And James 4.10 said, humble yourself. And 2 John said, look to yourselves. And of course here, building up yourselves and keeping yourselves. I want to preach on this subject real quick. Making a difference. Verse number 22 said, and some have compassion making a difference. I, I played uh, basketball in high school coach Stafford I played for him the whole time I was there and for three years we won the state championship for 1A school and at the last uh, the third championship he gathered all the players together we were sitting in the uh, room there and he said uh, he wanted to uh, uh, thank us for the effort that we gave throughout that year and all the things then he made his comment he said but there are some of you that makes a difference when you get out on the floor. And what he was saying, there's, there's some that he could put out on the floor, and, and when the, he puts them out on the floor, he knew that they were going to make a difference somehow, some way, in that game. I thought he was talking about me, but I found out he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make a difference. 
in the game. But there, and I realize even in sports, for those that's going to make a difference in the, the game they play or when they get out on the uh, basketball court or when they get out on a football court, they have to put their time in in order to make a difference. They have to put blood, sweat, tears in the, into it in order to make a difference. You cannot just jump on something and expect to make a difference if you ain't paid your dues to make a difference. And that's what we're talking about now, uh, making a difference. You know what? And I got to thinking about this, and I was wondering, serving God and living for God, have I made a difference in somebody's life that's around me? I wonder when I'm in the game of serving God and, and living for God and others see me, do I make a difference in their life around me? And everybody here in the building should be striving and desiring to make a difference in somebody's life every day. Some people just live totally for themselves. Not everybody here is going to make a difference in somebody's life. They just live totally for themselves. Some people never worry about anybody else. Some people don't uh, 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 worry about the lives. They, they don't live to glorify God. They're just living for themselves. They don't want to make a difference in somebody else's life. And sometimes that requires you to get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes that may require you to talk to people you don't want to talk about. Maybe that, sometimes that might require you to go places that you don't want to go. But I believe that every one of us should be making a difference in somebody's life. But to be a difference maker, listen, but to be a difference maker, you got to do this. You cannot... Make a difference in somebody's life without compassion. And without compassion, you cannot make a difference in their life. Let me say that again. You cannot make a difference in somebody's life without compassion. And without compassion, you cannot make a difference in somebody's life. If you, if you have compassion for the glory of God, you're going to make a difference in someone's life tonight. We've got the opportunity every day. It presents our, itself to us each and every day to make a difference in people's life. Turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Very familiar story. Very familiar story. Luke chapter 10. Verse number 30. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half naked, half dead. And by chance, and don't miss this, and by chance there came a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now don't miss this. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samarian, as he sojourned, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And, took to, and on, on tomorrow, when he had departed, he took out two pence 
and gave him to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. And there are three different individuals in this chapter that we read. They all had an opportunity to make a difference in the life of this man that's been beaten, this life has been uh, uh, bruised, he's been uh, half dead and he's left in the ditch, the thieves took everything. All three of these men has the opportunity to make a difference in their life, but only one person sees the opportunity to make a difference. Can I say this? The truth is, everybody sitting here has a chance to make a difference in people's life. But not everybody sitting here will make a difference in people's lives. In verse 31, and by chance there came a certain priest that, that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. The priest was a self-righteous man. He was, uh, he was one of those guys that believed in keeping the garments clean and doing a uh, uh, bunch of good works and, and doing uh, uh, good deeds and keeping himself unspotted. And when he walked by this fellow, he said, uh, Boy, I'm sure glad I'm not like him. I, I'm sure glad that I'm not in that ditch. I'm sure glad uh, that I'm not uh, hurt. I'm sure glad that I, I haven't done this. He's, he's all self-righteous, and, and he's looking at this guy and says, I'm glad I'm not like you, but he did not render any help to him because of his self-righteousness. If you're going to make a, be a difference maker in people's life, you got to look at them the way God looks at them. You may not like what they are. You may not like who they are, but you've got to look at people exactly the way God looks at them. You cannot be uh, look at somebody in anger and say you love the Lord. We cannot be a self-righteous bunch of people and trying to make a difference in people's lives around us. He was self-righteous. Jesus had compassion. And one of the ones that he did not have compassion on was those that were self-righteous. Even that uh, the woman they brought him to him and, and threw him at her feet and uh, and they, they was trying to accuse her and uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, "Woman, were thou accusers?" She said, "No man, Lord." And he says, "Neither do I. Now go and sin no more." He had compassions on he had compassions on the lepers. He had compassions on the blind, the lame, the halt. He had compassion on the but those self righteous people. Jesus didn't have time for them. And let me just say this: if you're sitting here and you think I'm better than you, I'm better than them, then you got that self righteous attitude. You'll never be a difference maker in this world, and you'll never be a difference maker in this church. Verse 32, and likewise a Levite when he was at the place came and looked upon him and passed on on the other side. This Levite was self-centered. He was self-centered. He had a little bit too much going on. It was all about the law. His rituals and, and, and he was uh, totally self-centered on himself. If you're going to make a difference in people's life, you've got to get over you. You've got to get over you. Let me tell you my problem. I have a problem. 
helping people a lot of times. It's not that I think I'm better. It's not think I'm, I'm self-centered because it's not. I just say I ain't got the time. I'm too busy. I'm wrapped up in this. I'm wrapped up in that. I, I, I don't want to make the time. And, and it's not that I do. And I realize that I'm self-centered and I've got to learn to make time for those who are in need instead of myself. And that's the problem with a lot of sinners today. They're not getting over self. They just don't have the time. They're just too hung up on self. Too hung up on self. Verse 33, but a certain Sumerian, as so he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. This Sumerian, he was a selfless man. If you're going to be a difference maker, you've got to be a selfless individual. The acronym for joy. I don't know if you know this, the acronym for joy, J-O-Y, is Jesus, others, and yourself. If you, if you want to have joy in your life, then you must put Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. To have true joy in your life, it must be Jesus, others, and yourself. And that's what he's saying. He's making a difference. Let me give you three things right quick, and I'll try to get you out of here because I know the storm's coming. Let me give you three things that this man made a difference in the life of this person that was in the ditch and how we can make a difference this week in somebody's life as we go journeying. Let me just say this. Aren't you glad somebody came by your way? Ain't you glad that somebody called you ain't, ain't you glad that somebody stopped by the ditch that you was in didn't they tell you how Jesus loved you and they reached out the hand they want to help you ain't you glad that somebody said hey uh, come to church uh, ain't you glad that somebody said hey and get out of that stupor you don't long to be in that drug and you're just ain't you glad that somebody took the time out and didn't give up on you did not turn their back on you and still loved you enough to keep saying why don't you come to church amen You can make a difference in people's life with your time. But a certain Sumerian, as he sojourned, he was, he was going about his daily business. He was going down the road. He's not necessarily walking around looking for somebody in a ditch. He's not poking over here trying to find somebody. He's just going by his daily activity. And obviously this man was not uh, 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 broke. He had money. He had uh, animals. He had uh, uh, wine. He had oil. And let me just say this, wine and oil in those days were some of the highest Price commodities at the time. So he was not a man, but I, I kind of figured he might have been a businessman. And he was going to his next business appointment when he came upon this man in the ditch. Uh, and listen to me. If you don't have to be in a full-time ministry to be a full-time minister, you don't have to be a pastor or evangelist or, or, a, or a missionary to, to help someone in their darkest hour. You don't have to be that. He took the time. 
And when I find out, God will give you a divine appointment. When you're when you done surrendered yourself, you say, Lord, here I am. I want to help somebody. God will place in your life, uh, he'll either bring them there to where you at, or he'll take you to where they're at. I remember in Daytona Beach, uh, I was getting ready to go home, and all of a sudden, it was overpowering. It says, stop and pick up a gallon of milk. I don't drink milk. Can't stand it. And it's overwhelming. I just couldn't go by the grocery store. I went by and I had to turn around and go back. And I didn't want to go by. And I kept going by and I kept going by. Finally, I went in and I bought a gallon of milk. and said, I ain't taking this home because I'm not going to drink it. About that time, God spoke. Took me to a house. No lights on. Dark. Like, what in the world? What am I doing here? I'm walking up the steps. With this gallon of milk. And I knock on the door. This young lady opened the door. With a baby that was crying. I said, I got some milk for you. And she started crying. She said, I've been praying for somebody to bring me some milk. God will place into your life. If you surrendered, you said, Lord, I want to be a difference maker. I want to make a difference in somebody's life. What he'll do, he'll give you that divine appointment that brings you to them or them to you either way. But when God does, you've got to be able to say, hey, I'm going to take the time to do what God is saying. We need to take the time. We need to start helping people with our time. Amen. You know, you, you ain't got to go out and buy things for them. You know what? You could just be op- opportunists to look, and you can always tell when somebody is going through some stuff in their life. You're going you're gonna to look at people's faces and tell, hey, something ain't right there. But you can always invite them to church. You can always give them a track. You can always pray for them. Amen. You can do that. We can make a difference in people's life by our time. You can make a difference in people's life by the treasure in verse 34 and 35. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in the oil and wine. And he sat on his own beast and brought him to the inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave it to the host and said unto him, Take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more. When I come again, I will repay thee. Like I said, don't you realize the oil and wine in those days was one of the most expensive commodities that it was in that day. This, this guy saw the need in this man. And when he saw this man needing it, he started ministering to this man. He had no hesitation in giving of his things. He had no hesitation of giving his wine. He had no hesitation of giving his oil. He had no t- hesitation of giving his money to this end. He gave his treasure. And notice where he gave his money at. It wasn't a televangelist. It wasn't a pool hall. It wasn't a beer hall. But he gave his money to the end, which is the New Testament picture of the church today. Let me just say this. I have no problem with tithing. None whatsoever. I have no problem uh, about giving to missions. I have no problem about. I have no bi- problems of giving offerings. I have no problem. That, and the reason why I have no problems is I've seen the benefits. I've seen the results of tithing and, and giving offerings. I've seen those benefits. And let me just tell you, look around. Uh, there's lost souls here. If you haven't been tithing, you haven't been giving your time, uh, there are some people sitting here that would not have been here because you Refuse to tithe or give your time. 
You've got to give up your treasures. In fact, I look at it this way. God owns it anyway. He's just letting you be a good steward of it. But we got to give our time. If we want to be a difference makers, not only in our church, but in our community and everywhere we go, if you want to be a difference maker, then you must be able to give your time and the treasures that you have. We're living in a bunch of people, a bunch of selfish people today. And, and, and it's sad that it's creeped into the church of being selfish. Well, why do we need to do that? Why do we need to do this? We need to. I, I imagine if somebody, well, some people would be honest, but they'd think probably, why do we need a bus like that? You ain't bringing in a whole bus. You're bringing in, what, 10, 12 kids. Why do you need a bus? You could pick them up in your car. We need a bus. We need a bus. We, we as a church, we're giving of our treasures and giving of our tithe and trying to reach out to other people. But if you want to be a difference maker, you're going to have to give up. You cannot put a price tag on a lost soul. You can't do it. Even in the mission world, when they go overseas, you cannot put a price tag on a lost soul. Even in our community, when we go out... But we got, in order to make a difference, we have to do it with our time. We're going to have to do it with our treasures. But to make a difference, you have to do it with your tenderness. Verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he sojourned, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Verse 36. Which now these, Jesus said, and which now these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. We know. Verse 37. And he said, He that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. That's God's commandment. He showed mercy. He said, Jesus said, Which one of these showed mercy? The good Samaritan. He said, Now you go and do the exact same thing. He gave this man that was in the ditch two things. He gave him compassion and then gave him mercy. Listen, just because you have compassion on people does not mean you condone what they're doing. Doesn't mean you condone them. In fact, go back to Jude. Jude tells us that. Verse 22, and, and some of them have compassion making a difference. And verse 23, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. What he's saying is you can have compassion on people and hate their sin. But listen about what I'm about to say. I want to drive this home. You cannot have compassion on somebody and don't tell them the truth of their sin. You cannot have compassion on somebody and don't tell them the truth of their sin. Because if you don't tell them the truth of their sin, you're not having compassion on them. Now, don't jump in their face and point their finger out and, yeah, you, you old drunkard, you old dopehead. But you don't tell them, hey, it's a sin. It's a sin. In order for us to be compassionate, we, we don't have to condone what they're doing, but we still need to look at them as God looks at them, a lost soul, and have compassion on them. And we do it by our time, we do it by our treasure, and we do it with 
tender mercy. Jesus never came in contact with someone that was in a ditch of sin and did not have compassion on them. Did not reach out. He told them the truth about their sin. He always told them about the truth about their sin. But he had compassion to go with it. And he spoke the truth of love. And it's possible for you and I to have both. If we're going to be a difference maker at this church, there must be time, treasures, and tenders. The good Samaritan came to where he was. Listen, I, I find this out. Those that are broken down, those that are in a ditch of sin, they're not beating the doors down trying to get in here. They're not trying to kick the doors and say, hey, I need it, come in here. I need to get in the house. No, they're not beating the doors down. What I just told you, we go out. We go out. We've got to go to where they're at to show them the compassion. We've got to go to the ditch they're laying in to make a difference in their life. And the question is, do you want to be a difference maker? Now, I know we have difference makers in this church. I've seen what you do and I've seen what you've done. I know we have different makers in this church. People have made a difference in other people's lives. I know we have that. But you know what? We can still do more. We put limits on ourselves. God created the heavens and the earth, but why would he put a limit on ourselves? There is so much more that you and I can do as a church to reach the lost. And we need to have, we need to make a difference in people's life. Amen? What time? 11.30.